Hello, and welcome to the Star Power Cast, the definitive podcast for the game of Star Power Baseball, a game for generations where your fantasy baseball comes to life on the tabletop. We'll also discuss the history of baseball and just the present state of the game itself. I'm Jim Trovo, the baseball nerd, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Cincinnati Dennis. We hope you all enjoy the show. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. We're recording this new podcast on June 20th, 2021. It is Father's Day today. How are you doing, Cincinnati Dennis? Father's Day, big time. Yes, it's glad to be here again with all of you people out there and with my son recording a podcast. Isn't it great? Just a way to be. (laughs) Wouldn't be any other place. Yeah, like we we thought about uh, this discussion took place. Should we record one on Father's Day? And we thought it'd be kind of like the best thing to kind of do, I guess, to celebrate it. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. So happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy yeah. Father's Day to you. All right. So with that being said, let's talk about some of the things that we're going to talk about today. All right. So up on the agenda, we got some uh, just general baseball news that's going to be discussed. Like how are the standings going? How's the season going just in general? Because we do this like every two or three weeks or so. And so the baseball world changes in those in that matter of time. Uh, we're going to hit a hot button topic here, I think. And it's kind of the new thing. And it's the uh, the sticky stuff. That's a Rolling Stones album from the 70s, right? Sticky Fingers? Sticky Fingers. That's yes. That's a really good album, actually. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, um, after some of the news, we're going to get into some Father's Day, quote-unquote, facts and factoids or just kind of like cool things happen on Father's Day. And uh, players throughout MLB history that are outstanding um, father, son kind of duos, right? So right. I, mean, I think a lot of them come to mind like right off the bat, but we're going to be talking uh, about some of the ones that are throughout the history of MLB that the ones that I found on the internets anyway, that were <laughs> remarkable. There might be some older ones that I can't, go. that I didn't find, but all right. And after that, we're going to be talking about our latest star power challenge. Yes, that's something that's going over big right now. It's yeah. the hottest thing on the Star Power Baseball webpage, Facebook group, the Star Power Baseball Challenge. We're going to go into that in depth. Yeah, and uh, last but not least, we're going to have a giveaway. Well, not only that, we're going to talk about some of the brand new cards that are going to be coming out in July. Oh, yeah. And not, not only that, but our the slight price increase that we got to do, some new sets, and don't get us don't get us wrong here. Like I know we're kind of in a stoppage right here. There are not a lot of new sets coming out in the next couple of weeks. But once July hits, there's going to be a July lot of a lot of content that hits. All time teams, Negro League sets, other sets coming out. Let's get into the game. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then uh, our giveaway. Like I said, we like, have a giveaway. We have two lucky winners today. That Getting something that's not even out there yet. Pre-release stuff. Pre-release. That yeah. sounds like Magic the Gathering. This is a pre-release party. Hey, man, they're going to have stuff that no, well, only you and I have it. That's right. Yeah. But hey, like, they're, actually, I don't even think I have this. You those. don't. I thought I mailed it to you, but you didn't get it yet. No. Well, whatever. I'm not special. Okay. Um, happy Father's Day. All right. So <laughs> so stay tuned uh, to see who wins the giveaway the, towards the end of the episode. So uh, let's get things kicked off. So in the news lately, and let's just go ahead and start with the big topic here. Let's just start with the sticky stuff. So MLB announced this last week their punishment for pitchers that use 
foreign substances on the mound. And if you get found using foreign substances, it's an automatic 10-game suspension. And the team cannot bolster the roster. Yeah. If you're suspended, the team plays a man short. Right. So if two of your guys are suspended, they play two men short. Yeah. And so this is big news around MLB and pitchers, for the most part, in a, are in a huge uproar about this. And uh, big famous guys such as Tyler Glasnow, um, Trevor Bauer. Like they're, Bauer's usually vocal about everything anyway. But this is something that Bauer's been vocal about for a while and other pitchers as well. Um, but they're upset because of the rule change in the middle of a season and not giving ample time to the players to uh, be prepared for this rule change in the middle of the season. Well, how about this? It's not a rules change. It's been around since 1920. Quit whining. Okay, hold it on. It says it's illegal oh. to put a foreign substance on the ball. Shut up and play baseball. Okay, then why didn't they stop it at all? Because there are too many strikeouts right now. Okay. They are talking the big they. They, the people that rule baseball and rule the money, are saying we're losing audience because there are too many strikeouts and not enough people on base. Okay. And it's all due to spin rate. I disagree with that. I don't think it's all due to spin rate. I don't either. Okay. I think it's due to stupidity in the batter's box not hitting the ball the other way. Well, okay. I Here's the thing. I don't think we should say stop whining because the league let them do this. The league allowed it to happen. There was no punishment for it. It would, it would, and also when the umpires would catch these guys doing it, it was inconsistent. There was no, Correct. there was no consistency with but, it. But you know what they're doing now is they're reading the rule book and they're saying, oh, by the way, in rule eight under the pitcher, if you have a foreign substance on the ball, number one, it's an illegal pitch, and number two, you are ejected from the game. Done, and it's in the rule book. Enforce the rule. I get it, but here's the new thing: is the the suspension. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. That's That's brand new. That's bad, and here's why it's bad. Totally bad. Okay, first of all, it's bad for the players not having an ample warning because this just like that. It did kind of just pop up. It it had been in topics throughout the course of the year, but these pitchers, and this is what Glasnow and other people like Bauer said, is like, hey. They went about their business and played regularly like they, it was, nobody was going to do anything about it, right? And, like, there's tons of pitchers out there besides those two that are, were using this stuff. And this is why a lot of hitters weren't really complaining about it. I mean, there was a few. But when you look at players' union meetings, like, I, I think it was Glasnow that said they had a 36-member uh, union meeting and not one of them complained about p- pitchers putting stuff on their hands. And right. typically they use rosin, sweat. Uh, what's the spray stuff? Sunscreen? There's there's all types of different things, but the the basic thing is this. Anything that gives the pitcher an advantage right now, according to the people with the money, is killing baseball. We must get the more offense. We have to get people on base. A friend of mine today and I looked it up. And do you know that there is something that hasn't happened this century? and will probably never happen during my lifetime in baseball again. And that is, somebody steals 100 bases in a season. The only time that anybody has ever stolen even 70 bases in a season this century was 2007. It's amazing facts that during the 80s, you had about 10 100 stolen base seasons. 
It's never going to happen again during my lifetime unless we put emphasis on getting on base all the time. And we're not doing that. We're putting emphasis on hitting the long ball. Nobody shortens up with two strikes. I could go on and on about this. But But this is about the pitchers and the sticky stuff. Look, it's a rule. It's a rule. Okay. Make them follow the rule. I totally agree with that. I totally disagree with the suspension. Okay. But here's here's where I find this to be a, a, a big story that could lead to a catastrophe in Major League Baseball. This is a CBA nightmare where the, the the MLB league comes out and enforces the rule publicly and then uh, gives suspensions out 10 games. That's just wrong. Okay. But they still get paid. Charles Barkley, you heard the joke Charles Barkley made. Like, yes, he they said, still get paid. They still get paid. So it's like a vacation essentially, but they're down a roster spot. So like spot and it's halfway through the, through the season, a uh, very competitive league this year. So a lot of pink teams are going to get hurt if it happens. Nobody's got caught yet. Okay. But it could happen. It started, I believe, this week okay. where they started submitting the balls to, okay. the, to okay. the office. So, but here's the thing. When the CBA comes up, because I think they do one before next season, right? Yes. Th- this is going to lead to some nightmares, man. Like the Players Union and the and the Owners Association, they're go- it, this is going to cascade even more so than what it was like bef- before the 2020 pandemic season. Everything that I have heard about the players involved, the pitchers and the hitters, it is split right down the middle. Half of the players don't want this. Half of the players do. The half that don't want it, throw the ball for a living. The half that do, bat the ball for a living. That seems to be what is going on. There are a lot of pitchers out there that want you to play fair. Trevor Bauer is one of them. What Trevor Bauer has said is just level the playing field. Be consistent about what you do. But listen, guys, all you pitchers out there that are saying, man, illegal, illegal, don't bust me for illegal. You need to be run out of the game that you're pitching in. Not suspended for 10 games. That is stupid, Major League Baseball. But throw the guy out of the ball game. But the pitchers are are, are also arguing that they're getting injuries. But glad That was Glasnow's argument, is that he said, look, I got an injury because of this. I mean, he said, he's like, look, I know I throw 100 miles an hour and I'm super tall, and that helped get me injured as well. But he said 100%, I know I got injured because they made me change my routine. I got injured because I can't break the rules. So what, Mr. Glasnow? I have no sympathy for you at all. None. I got injured because I broke the rules. I didn't hit a home run because my bat wasn't corked. I didn't hit 50 home runs because I didn't break the rules and take Andro. No, you sound, I don't need you to hear angry it. about this. I don't, I, I'm just saying, follow the rules, yeah. guys. Follow the rules. No, I agree. You should follow the rules. But I also think when a league allows something to happen, no no penalty whatsoever, and then all of a sudden is just like, oh, well, for economic reasons, then uh, we're going to suspend you 10 games. Uh, that's the part the, I don't Because like. the league allowed it to happen. I and, still and, and, say. And here's what's also messed up. The Astros aren't getting penalized for their cheating. Okay. So you're going to come out here. You're going to come I out here. You. you know what? The Astros cheated, won a World Series, but you're going to say, oh, like that guy's putting rosin on his hand. Yeah, two wrongs make a right. We all know that works. Yeah. Anyway. But so, no, it's a big deal going on in baseball right now. And I know that you people out there are looking at it both ways. And I know the majority of our audience yeah. is older and they're saying probably the same thing I am. Follow the rules. Yeah. Well, from a, from a younger semi, I'm not that young, but semi younger perspective, uh, I can, and this is just my personality anyway. I, I empathize with both sides. Yeah, you I know? get you. Yeah. 
I just think the suspensions are stupid. Yeah, I do too. Um, next in the news, uh, Shohei Otani has announced his participation in the 2021 Home Run Derby. First player ever to throw a pitch in a season that will be in the Home Run Derby. And that includes like, what do they call them, position players that came into pitch in an 18-1 yeah, to game? Yeah. Otani is the first player to throw a pitch in the same season he will be representing. Well, let's just hope this is the Shohei Otani show. I'm hoping uh, beyond hope, but Fernando Tatis also said he's playing. That'd be a great finals matchup right there. Tatis is amazing. And they're in Denver. Yes. (laughs) So that should be fun. All right, so uh, let's check out what's going on in the standings, see what teams are doing well here. We'll start off uh, in the American League East. Uh, You still got the Red Sox. Red Sox are first place by half a game right now. Rays are playing right now. Uh, yeah, Rays, but they've lost six games in a row. They have, and it's and they've lost Glass now. They've lost Glass now. That hurts, man. I'm telling you, and I'm okay. We'll, we'll get back to that. Don't let me forget about okay. the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, okay. Uh, third place, we got a surging Yankees team from this last week, playing better, playing better. I'm still not sold on Glaber Torres. I'm thinking that his 2019 season was a bit of a fluke. I want to see him do better. Uh, but I think they need to pick a pitch pitcher up, man. They need to get another starter. Uh, they traded away Mike Ford to the Rays. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was actually a good deal. Mike Ford is he's okay, uh, but they're getting some cash and some player to be named later after. See, the Yankees are making a deal, and I was griping on Facebook. And you know today. who I think that player to be named later will be? But it, like the Mike Ford. <laughs> you think they're going to get Mike Ford? I back? think they just rented him. Yes, <laughs> I think the Tampa Bay rented him. Well, they I don't gave know him some they, gave him some money. Do they need him? They have like uh, the they have Choi. They have uh, Broussard that can play first base. They got uh, they got first baseman. I don't know why they did that. Uh, they're working a deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays are sitting right at five hundred. And don't count them out. They no, will they make can, yeah. a deal for two pitchers. They have the best offense in baseball. I disagree, and that's good. It's going to come to another team later. But they're minus George Springer right now. He'll be back, and hopefully he's good. And uh, unfortunately, in last place, sorry, Baltimore. They are terrible. <laughs> they're not the worst team in the league, but they're close. They're close. All right. So in the Central, we still got the White Sox hanging in strong. They've lost four in a row, though. They're still elite. Yeah, they're still good. Uh, they had some trouble with the Rays. Um, they lost a guy. They lost their second baseman. I can't remember his name at this point, though. Uh, but he was a, he was a young dude. But they Anderson. Lost. No, 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 no. They they. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm, I'm gonna kick myself. But anyway, okay. they lost they lost a guy. Uh, Cleveland's still on their trails. Cleveland's good, doing well. They're surging, and they were winning last I looked today. Yeah. Um, and then you know the rest of it. Just I mean, are the Twins ever going to rebound? I don't think so. I think the Twins uh, window has closed. So like, it looks like the Royals, the Twins, and the Tigers are probably going to be sellers. This this looks this like thought, it. The Royals, player. the Royals have a lot to sell, and uh, I'm liking the Royals though. I like the way they're doing things. I think in a few years they might they might kind of go. There to- are once every fifteen years. I'm I'm important. Yeah. Right. And they just have to wait. And they they got a good fan base. There, they though. do have a good fan base. Yeah, well, so do the Twins, though. But All right, uh, and the Tigers. Sorry, you guys are just not good. Uh, <laughs> AL West, th- this is the team that I think has the best offense in the league. And first place, as of right now, uh, with 43 wins, they're, they're 606 percentage winning to 603 to the A's because the A's lost today to the Yankees. Uh, Houston's at first in first place in the West right now. Houston, I like. They have the best offense in the league. I just think that the, that the uh, Toronto offense is better. Really? Yes. 
See, Toronto's I, so good. One through seven, Houston scares me more because like they're I don't, good. I don't think in Toronto, I think BGO or Bichette have really lived up to the hype we wanted them to yet, right? And but it's funny too because the Blue Jays have Guriel, Lourdes Guriel Jr., and the Astros have. I mean, BGO and Bichette, no, there's the four, okay. father's son. Yeah, the father's that we'll be getting yeah. to here. In <laughs> yeah, a yeah. Bit. Let's continue. Okay, so Oakland's still strong. Matt Olson is on fire. Yes, he is. He sh- I they I. I, he should be the first starting first baseman for the all-star game. He's amazing this year. Um, and I'm a big fan of Matt Olson. I love the A's. I'm, I'm, I'm always a big fan of the A's. Um, Seattle's still hanging around 500. Right around 500 team. And all you got to do is be around 500 in August and you're a contender. And they're negative 46 run differential. And Doesn't they're matter. two games over 500. Matters about yeah. when, not how much. Yeah, Angels one game over 500. And pretty much all they got going on for them right now is Shohei Otani. Right. Yeah. With Trout out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back. But and then Texas, uh, man, lost another six in a row. But they can hit the ball. They're scary. They can hit yeah. the ball. They just don't have anybody that can throw a guy that can get you out. Yeah, yeah. They're not that good. National League. Um, in the East, you still got the Mets, even though they've lost two in a row. But they, uh, they're they're sitting there right in first place. And the rest of the AL East really doesn't look very. They good. don't. They're all under five hundred. And Degrom is questionable in his next start. Yeah, but here, okay, let's talk about Degrom just for a bit. Like, cause he's on pace if he can do it to break that ERA record. But here's no, the thing. he's not on pace to break that ERA record. Wrong. I'll tell you why. To break Gibson's ERA record, you need three hundred innings pitched. Gibson does not hold the record for the lowest ERA by a starting pitcher qualifying. That's held by that's held by Dutch Leonard. Okay, from the nineteen fifteen or fourteen Red Sox, Dutch Leonard holds that at 096. That was with about 180 innings pitched. Now the 200 innings pitched is three finger Brown at a 104. Yeah, 300 innings pitch is a 116 or 112 Gibson. He can't touch it okay they were comparing this guy on mlb network yeah and they were showing through the first 10 starts to groms an 064 and gibson was a 1.1 yeah gibson had outpitched him in 10 starts by 60 innings get away okay i do want to point out to groms whip though as well it's like oh point, it's, it's unbelievable point five <laughs> yeah it's unbelievable he doesn't give up any hits here's the craziest fact about Degrom. this is an insane fact DeGrom has given up less runs this year than he has driven in as a batter. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. He has given up less runs as a pitcher than he has driven right. in as a bat. But see, I think it's cool with the Mets that, like, that's their guy, man. That's their guy. That's their guy. I'm a big fan, but guys out there, he's not going to break Gibson's record because he's got to throw 300 innings to do it, and well, that's a okay. dinosaur. It's that's, not going to happen. That's being a little picky. He could <laughs> beat Three Finger Brown's record of 104. I don't know that he'll beat Dutch Leonard's okay, 094. question. question. Let's yes. just say... DeGrom throws 150, 160 innings. Right. Let's say his ERA is 0.7. That beats Dutch Leonard. But would you say that would be a bigger of accomplishment than Bob Gibson? If he if he gets to the World Series, maybe. Because even if he's 0.7, that's still half a run better. But it's still half the innings, though. It's half the but innings. But they don't throw right. the pitchers the same. I don't though. care what they do. Those records where you go, Gibson doesn't have the record. Now you're sounding like Ford Frick. Gibson doesn't have the record. Gibson has the record at 300 innings pitched. 
Okay. Well, okay. I got you. You All see right. what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, and I'm rooting for DeGrom. I yeah. love seeing these guys perform. Yeah. I really want to see him get the 150 innings and beat the 094. There you go. All right. Well, the rest, that's DeGrom. We can talk forever about DeGrom. And the East is nowhere else. No, like, I'm no, not worth knowing. Ronald Acuna Jr. is good. That's about it. That's all they. That's all the rest of the, the um, whole thing. Oh, uh, Trey Turner's having a good season for the Nationals. He's good. Okay. The um, the Pirates are the worst team in baseball. Uh, no. Uh, well, let's go to the Central. The Cubs are tied right now with the Brewers. They're both forty and thirty-two. The Cardinals are just struggling. They won today, though. They We're, did to win the first game. They have a yeah. second game tonight. The Reds surged and they started losing. Well, again. the Reds beat up the Central. They swept the Cardinals four straight in St. Louis. Yeah. Then swept the Brewers in Cincinnati three straight. And then they went out to San Diego and they couldn't hit. <laughs> they yeah, couldn't so hit the ball, so they I lost think, four I in a row. I think that's just going to be the Reds. They're a 500 team. Yeah. And they're one of the teams that if they can stay with 500 and then that last month of the season have a surge again, that's a playoff show. It could be. I mean, in that division, five over may be a playoff team. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the NL West. Um Still in first place, your San Francisco Giants. I'm telling you, <laughs> where is the smoke and the mirrors on this team? DeSclafani pitched a complete game three hitter the other day. Damn. What is this? Oh, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. I'm, I just like these teams that are being like, no, we're going to be good. Cueto came they back even, and threw well. They even lost Longoria for four to six weeks. Yes, they did. Man. Oh, I'll tell you who's carrying that team right now, Buster Posey and... Our shortstop, Brandon Yeah, 15 Crawford. home runs right now, I think. Brandon Crawford is having year. a monster monster month of yeah. June. Yeah, and then Dodgers are still hanging in there despite some injuries. They lost Bellinger again. Yes, but, they did. Yeah. Um, uh, Padres struggled, and they beat the Reds. They, they beat them four in a row, yeah. and they're back on track. Tatis out for a day or two. He's on day-to-day. They say it's nothing different than yeah. the shoulder it's been. And then Rockies, not not very good. Rockies and, then, and Diamondbacks are terrible. No, the Diamondbacks are a little bit worse than terrible. Are they the at this worst point. team in the league? They have a record of twenty and fifty-two. And here's the bad thing about it: they three of lost, those twenty wins came against the Reds. Okay, hold on. They're negative one hundred six run differential, <laughs> and they've lost sixteen games in a row. And they set the record in Major League Baseball for most consecutive road losses. Yeah. Pitiful. They're terrible. Sorry, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Man, actually, you know, funny story. Um, I was out on the baseball field practicing with my kid the other week, and uh, there was a leftover hat that was just left there, like out in the shortstop outfield area. So I went to go check it out, and it was like a it was a sun protector hat, you know, and it was white. And I picked it up, and it was an Arizona Diamond Arizona Diamondbacks hat. I was and like, you left it back down. <laughs> I no, no I, I I picked it up because I was like, hey, I might, you know, hey, I'm, it's good luck because like it looked like it'd been there for a while. <laughs> so if you're missing your Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks hat out there, uh, look up Star Power Cast. We'll get it back to you. There you are. All right, so um, that's the news. Let's uh, move on to our next topic. All right. As we said, we're recording this on Father's Day, and I just wanted to kind of go over some cool Father's Day like uh, things that happened on Father's Day during MLB games and great father-son combos in MLB history. Right. So I got a list here of stuff. Right. And it's kind of I didn't really do it chronologically. So it's good to kind of go back Just and forth. Do it. Yeah, I picked the ones go. that I thought were yeah. like kind of good stories. Okay, Fun. so in 2010, Father's Day, 
Uh, John McDonald. Do you remember this guy? He played for the Blue Jays. Okay. He was kind of like an in- utility guy. Uh, his father passed away a couple of days before Father's Day. And he sat, he was sitting out that game, and they brought him in to pinch hit, and he hit a home run, pinch hit home run. And uh, I thought that was a really cool Father's that Day is, story. That's yeah. good. Um, next one was in June of 2019. And this is a Trevor Bauer one. Actually, his parents had left the country to go on a trip. And on Father's Day, he tossed his very first career shutout. Seven inning, second game of a doubleheader. No, this is 2019. 2019, okay. Yeah, so it was a full, it was with a, the it, Indians. It was a real, it was a real shutout. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In June 2016, Jared Weaver tosses a, shut, tosses a shutout, which I think is a pretty cool thing. Um, in June of 1967, and I, I don't know why I keep on saying June because it's every month. On Father's yeah, Day. Father's Day. Father's Day of 1967, Don Wilson, whose card you can now find on the all-time Astros, yes. tosses the first ever no-hitter in the Astrodome. Look out. On Father's Day. I thought that was a pretty cool uh, thing. There you go. Um, and June of night, I keep on <laughs> Father's Day. Father's Day of 1959. Hank Aaron hit three home runs. There you go. Fun fact. That's awesome. Fun fact. It was the only game he ever hit three home runs. There it is. That's that's a great fact. I like that. That's pretty crazy, right? Hammer and Hank. I really hope that's true. Hope that wasn't fake internet news. <laughs> and Father's Day of 1964, you might have heard a pitcher named Jim Bunning. Jim Bunning. He pitched a perfect game. Perfect game. I think it's the only perfect game pitched on Father's Day. Yep. Uh, June of 2000. Uh, remember Kirk Reeder for the Giants? Kirk Reeder. Went to the World Series with him now, too. But in June of 2000, um, he won the game for the Giants and then left after six innings pitched to the hospital and then witnessed the birth of his daughter. So what a Father's Day. Yeah, right? And then in June of 2014, Nolan Arenado hits for the cycle, but it's the cycle that he walked off with a home run. A walk-off cycle. On Father's Day. On Father's Day. Yeah. And then the last two that I have here. I got I had to put Griffey Jr. You've in got here. to. He's a Father's so Day the, hero. The first one is June of '93, and Griffey hit two home runs on Father's Day. There you go. Okay, and the best one, the best Father's Day story ever is June of 2004, and Griffey Jr. hits home run number 500 with number his dad 500 in the stands. Number 500 with his dad in the stands. I yeah. watched that. Yes, yeah. I was watching that. Yeah, I believe Griffey Jr. has the most home runs ever hit on Father's Day. I believe so. I think he's got yeah. like eight. Hit on Father's Day. He's amazing. Griffey Jr. is astounding. Great ball yeah. player. Oh, absolutely. So, well, one of the best. Um, so that's that's some cool Father Day's mo- Father Day moments from the history. And I, I, it went back to like the late 50s. I couldn't really find anything yeah. before that. But uh, I don't really know how old Father's Day is. In the there United you go. States, we'll you know? have to look that up. Yeah. Somebody out there, put it on our Facebook group. How old's Father's Day? When exactly. did they start doing Father's Day? Yeah. All right, so I want to talk also about father-son duos. Father-son right? duos. So I, I found some cool honorable mentions first. All right, so we got, mm-hmm. and this is because I'm playing um, Bob Mansfield. We're playing a 1969 uh, Cubs versus Mets matchup. Series, yes. And his, uh, his catcher is Randy Hunley. Okay. And Randy Hunley had a son that played in the major leagues named Todd, Todd Hunley. Hunley. Yes, yeah. also, Todd Hunley. Also a catcher. Very good ball player. Um Julian Javier and Stan Javier. Julian. Julian Javier. Javier. My bad. My bad. Um, Gary Matthews Sr. and Jr. Who made the greatest catch in the history of baseball climbing over the fence. All right. 
Um, and then some present day father son combos. Well, go back to one that's there too that you didn't mention. What's that? Boons and bells. I'm about to get there. Oh, okay. I got way more, buddy. Go for it. All right. So some ones that are lesser known. So you remember Charlie Hayes? Yes. His son plays Philly's third baseman. He also played for the Yankees. '96 team. Yeah. Um, his son, Cabrian, key Brian Hayes is the, is on the pirates. Okay. Really good player. Uh, you got Bo Bichette, Dante, Dante Bichette and Kevin Biggio and Craig Biggio. There you go. Right. Um, Cam Bedrosian is the son of Steve Bedrosian. I know I'm probably missing some too. And then one duo that's obvious here. We got a Hall of Famer, Vladimir Guerrero, okay, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yes. And the reason I don't put them in my top, I, I kind of have a top 10 list here, but the reason I don't make it, make it there yet is that Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think needs some more time. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is leading the major leagues in every offensive category that you can think of. Cool. Do it for five more years like your papa. Yeah, but do it this year. <laughs> do it this year and go to the Home Run Derby and win it this time, right. Vladdy. And we got Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn Jr. Yes. Okay. Um, so I got some uh, tops here. Okay. Right? So a good one here, Mel Stoudemire. And Todd. And Todd Stoudemire. Right. Both very, very good pitchers. I would probably say Mel was the better pitcher. And both turned into pitching coaches. Yep, yep. Um, my next one here is Jose Cruz, who is a phenomenal player for the, Ast- for the Astros, was a phenomenal player, and his son, Jose Cruz Jr. Who was who, a phenomenal who player. Who also had a great like 12, 14-year career. He was like amazing, yes. Jose Cruz, one of my favorite players of that 1980s Astros. Just a remarkable team. Those The ones with Nolan Ryan and J.R. Richards, yeah. Denny Walling. Yeah, that was a wonderful team to watch. Yeah, good team. Um, one that I was just like, wait, this was a thing? Dizzy Trout and Steve, Steve Trout. Trout. yes. Yes, and Dizzy Trout pitched for the Tigers for a long time, and Steve Trout was a really good major league pitcher. And an announcer. Yeah. So that was a really cool father-son pair. Um, next on the list, and we're gonna get, we're getting in the good stuff now, like the classics. Okay. Um Felipe Alou and Moises Alou. Father son. Father son. I would put I think Moises Moises is a little bit better than uh, I don't know. Felipe was really, really good. They're both really good. Felipe's lifetime three hundred hitter. Like two ninety eight, right in that area. Really, really good ball player. Yeah. All right. So next we got um Sandy Alomar and we got two choices here. Roberto. You got Roberto and Sandy Alomar Jr. There you go. And Roberto's a Hall of Famer. Roberto is a Hall of Famer. So more than likely, you'd probably say Roberto is the better player. But, yeah. But still, it's cool to have two kids that played. Like, and Sandy Alomar Jr. was in the league for a long time. Yes, he was. Yeah. All right. So we also have, uh, we're going to get two B families here. Okay. All right. We'll do the Bells first. There you go. All right. And this is cool. This bells. is not just father son. This is like father son grandson, right? So you yes. got and another grandson. I think David was the only one, but you had Gus Bell, that's who the was the father of fifties of, of uh, Buddy Buddy Bell. Bell, who was the father of David Bell. Yes, and I think was it Mike Bell or I can't. There was another. There was that, another one, but, but David Bell was better. Yeah. Gus played for the Reds and the Rangers, or no, Gus no. Bell. This is in the sixties. Gus Bell, okay, yeah. Gus Bell played for the Reds, and his son. Son, grandson, manages the Reds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, David Bell. Yes, ties go back long and long and deep. And Gus Bell was just a phenomenal outfielder. One of my favorite players when I was a little bitty kid. Yeah. Loved watching Gus Bell. So who knows? We might have another Bell 10 years from now. There you go. Um, The other lineage family here is the Boones. The Boones. So we got Ray Boone. Philly's no uh, catcher for the... 
Yankees. I can't remember. I, Ray, I, remember. I didn't know. I, I knew Bob Boone. I didn't know okay, Ray Boone. Bob more of the Phillies. Yeah, Bob Boone, and then his two sons, Brett and Aaron. And one of them manages the Yankees now. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. So lineage is important in baseball, guys. Yeah. And they and the the people they draft you too. Now we're talking about father son combinations. Right. And my favorite father son combination of I, all I the got, two. Oh, you I got, got more. I, I do. I have one. Okay, let's get two. those. I'm going to say my favorite. I have the three biggest ones. Okay, which let's I think. do it. Let's okay. Do it. And now I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the three last names, and I want you to rank them okay. of who I who you think is the better father son combination. Good enough. Okay, not just like like greatness, but just like coolness of like them being father okay. son. Okay. First name is obviously Griffey. Okay. Okay. Second name Bonds. Okay. Third name Fielder. Okay. All right. And did did you name any else, or did you have anybody else for me? Or no, I'm good there. All right. So we got. We got Fielder, Bonds, and Griffey. So right. if you had to rank those father-son combinations, how would you go three, two, one? Three is going to be Fielder. Okay. I love the Fielders, but Prince got hurt, and Cecil was in Japan for a lot of this, lot of this, a lot of time. Cecil broke the fifty mark, which was like huge. So did Prince. Yes, I think that they are the only father-son combo to break the fifty mark. Okay. Second, I'm going to go with. The Bonds. Okay. I think Bobby Bonds might have been the leadoff hitter that Ricky Henderson replaced as the greatest. Bobby Bonds had more leadoff home runs than anybody, and then Ricky Henderson broke his record. And we all know about Barry Bonds. Yeah. Okay. And then the top is the ones for me that both played for the Reds. I mean, how can you ask me this question? Griffey, the Griffey, Griffey. Yeah, I mean the, and I'll tell you, I got to watch Ken Griffey Senior play, and why this guy's not in the Hall of Fame befuddles me. This guy was amazing. He was a lifetime three hundred hitter, stole bases, played right field as good or better than anybody in his day, won two World Series, hit behind Pete Rose and in front of Joe Morgan on the probably the greatest offensive team that's ever been. And this guy, all he did was win and score runs and drive him in. This guy was amazing. And his kid, holy moly. Became one of the great, greatest players to ever play the game. <laughs> Definitely top 100. De- yep. Probably if you go in center fielders, probably the one of the top four or five center fielders of all time. Yeah. So, so Griffey for me is number one. That's kind of the same order. Like I, that, It kind of goes back and forth for me just because the Bonds, I think – are better talent wise combined than the Griffies just because they both Bobby hit. Bonds was really good, but I'm going to tell you, man, Ken Griffey senior. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Totally underrated but player. I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go for my number one combo here going the fielders. And here's why <laughs> I, I'm going to say Prince and Cecil are my best father son combo because they both had 50 home run seasons. Okay. And no other father-son combo ever did that. And here is the coolest stat about the fielders. Cecil and Prince Fielder both have the same exact number of lifetime home runs. That's insane. They both had 319 home runs. That's just crazy. Isn't that awesome? And to me, I'm kind of like that. How can you beat that as a cool stat? That's a great stat. I love it. So, I mean, I know know that uh, the fielders, like as far as like being in a Hall of Fame, are not going to be, even though Bonds is not going to be in the Hall of Fame anytime soon, Maybe I don't know, 
but like fielders aren't going to be hall of famers. Like bonds theoretically should be a hall of famer, like in some people's eyes and Griffey is a hall of famer, but the fielders, I think as far as that's like, just a great stat. Yeah. I mean, the that's fielders, just awesome. They own the, the cool father son stat. So are, anyway. we, are we done with father son? We are done with father. All right. Sons. Now I got to mention this. Okay. Just this past week, the college baseball world series started on Saturday. And before that happened, uh, the University of Arkansas, our home school here, had a pitcher named Kevin Copps given the National Pitcher of the Year Award, as well as the Dick Hauser Award for the best college baseball player in the nation. This guy is something very different. He is a sixth-year senior. You don't see that. Here is a guy that was out there pitching who had a Jacob deGrom-type season, ERA of 0.8, a whip of 0.6, and his record was 12 wins and 12 saves, and the only game that he lost, he was 12-1, and and he lost the game. He didn't start a was game. Was it his all, first game that he pitched? He didn't start a game all season. And then in the very last game of the Super Regional, the coach started him and he pitched eight innings and was two to two. And then he made a mistake and gave up a home run after throwing 119 pitches. This is a relief pitcher. Now, he's projected to go in the fourth round of the Major League Baseball draft, which happens in July. I'm going to put my little stamp on Kevin Copps. Tampa Bay, you are the best organization in baseball for nurturing young talent. This guy is 24 years old. He's a, in college, he was a man pitching to boys. He was striking out 18-year-olds and getting them out. This guy throws a pitch called the magic ball. All it does is make people hit it on the ground or miss it. Tampa Bay, you need to pick this guy up in the second round, give him the lowest amount of money that you can for second round, and put him in double A, and if he works for two to three weeks, bring him up to the big boy team because all he will do is be the greatest opener in the history of baseball. Why are you, speci- why are you speaking specifically to Tampa Bay? Because Tampa <laughs> Bay is the team that would have the ingenuity to do this. There's no other team out there that has the stones that Tampa Bay does. And they would get him and he could he could open three games a week for him. Well, hey, Kevin Cobbs, if you ever listen to this, like, thank you for a phenomenal season. You for are amazing. And you know that after the Razorbacks lost that game to North Carolina State, yep. Kevin Cobbs stayed after the game for two hours. Yeah, saw that. And signed autographs for nobody but kids. Yep. He wouldn't sign them for an adult. He signed them for nobody but kids. This is an amazing, yeah, and, and amazing was, guy. Kids, kids were waiting for more than just two hours to get that autograph. That's too. right. They were waiting for several hours, and he went out there and did that. Kevin Copps is... He's nuclear louche, man. I'm hoping... Except he's better talented. He, he can't <laughs> break a window. 
<laughs> he throws the magic ball. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, pull him up on YouTube and watch this guy throw a cutter that breaks at least 18 inches. Come on, Kevin Cox. We want to make your star power baseball card, man. I want to make it so yeah, like, bad. Like, we just might, like, can we just make a University of Arkansas I Razorback should, Kevin Cox? Yes, we should. Okay. Actually, what happened, though, is that's like, my shout out to Kevin Cops. I love you, yeah. guy. All right. So, and I was thinking, I was hoping Arkansas would win so I could make their star power team, but they didn't. They so, didn't. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, that's our father-son thing, Kevin Cops tangent there. What do we got next on the agenda here? We're going to talk about the Star Power Baseball Challenge. All right. So what is that? The Star Power Baseball Challenge is an idea that we dreamed up, and it's going to take all of the all-time teams that we have and that we will have soon. And it will pit them in a contest of two out of three games. And you are going to give us the results. That's right. We're not going to play these games and make it the final results. You, the listeners, the fans, the players of Star Power Baseball are going to play one simple two out of three series each month with two of our all-time teams. You will then email, call, text, or snail mail us or post it on our Facebook group the results that you have. Each participant may give us one result per month. Okay? That's the way that it's going to work. At the end of that month, we will tally up the results. The winning team will move on into the tournament, and the losing team Put it back in the box. It is done. All right. So starting July 1st. July 1st. Through July 31st. Correct. We're going to uh, have two teams out there that we're going to say, these are the two teams that are the first round. Correct. Okay. Now, no results will be tallied by us until the 10th of the month. Well, we won't res- we won't release the tallies. No, they can't even send them in until the 10th of the month. Until July 10th? July 10th. Gotcha. That's when they can begin sending their results in. Okay. That gives everybody a chance to play. Okay, uh, what, where do they send the results to? They can send it to my email, warhammerworld at hotmail.com. Okay. They can text it to us at our phone numbers, which we've posted on our site. They can put it on our Facebook group, or they can send it by mail, like they've uh, sent their money to us. A lot of people with checkbooks out there send us our money. Or an email. Like an email's yeah, fine. Email's probably the best. Email's yeah. the best way. Yeah. So, posting it on the Facebook group's awesome. Yeah. Now, the first month... We have already given you the matchups for the first month. And that matchup is the all-time Kansas City Royals versus the New York Mets. I I have a copy of the Royals. You can look at that one. You already have the Royals. Here's the Mets right here for you to look at them. All right, so you want to talk about first Mets. Let's just talk about the Mets. Let's talk about the Mets. All right, so the all-time Mets. So what we're going to do is we're going to run over the players that are on these teams. And then we're going to give you our thoughts of like who we think might win and maybe some strategies that we think of. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So uh, now remember, it's two out of three and we're going to release the rules on our Facebook group for you about how to use your starting pitchers and the rotations that you can use and uh, the other basic rules of the two out of three. But if it's two out of three. I mean, you cannot use my, my number one rule is you cannot use the same starting pitcher more than once, more than one time. That's a good th- for a three game series. I Other think, yeah, than that, 
I mean, you got a bu- you got a budget with relievers, and I have something that will be in our rule and strategy manual coming out. All right, so let's look at the all time Mets here. Like my first uh, set of cards, I got Pete Alonso, one of the first base options. Uh, that card probably needs to be updated because <laughs> that's the twenty nineteen. The twenty nineteen Pete Alonso is nasty. Yeah, it's like it reminds me of the eighty seven McGuire. There it is. Yeah. I uh, got Elgardo Alfonso, really good middle infielder there, or actually second base, third baseman, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Second, that's yeah, the good. first baseman will be yeah. in the left-hand column. Uh, your other first base option is Keith Hernandez, and, and the other first spot. Oh, okay, you got him in position. There you go. Right, okay. they're by position. So your first basemans are Pete Alonso, Keith Hernandez, and Dave Magadan. There it is. More than likely, you're going to go, like, if it's I'm going Alonso, right. guys, but I know some of you old schoolers out there are going to take Keith. Keith's a good card, man. Keith's a good defensive card. Is, that, is he a plus one even, offense? Uh, believe yes, so, is. but you also might want to use Alonzo as a DH. That's true. So your second baseman options are Edgardo Alfonso, Wally Backman, and Daniel Murphy. I like the Daniel Murphy card a lot. I do, but he doesn't have a respin. No. But he's a good hit and run card, though. Good card. Yeah. That's up to you. He can't can't field his position really well though he's a 2b11 i still like the guy that'd be a, probably a dh option as well all right short stop i only see one option here to start i mean unless you just have a fondness for all right you got buddy harrelson ray ordonez and jose reyes and jose reyes is the obvious i mean javi uh, reyes is the obvious one he's I mean, the obvious yeah and then third base um again one option even though hojo's good uh wayne garrett He's got a tremendous walk, by the way. Howard Johnson and David Wright. The one thing about Howard Johnson, he's a respin switch hitter, I believe. He's a 13-point player. Yeah, that's respin switch hitter. That's a big time. But he can't field, man. Not at all. And you got to go with Captain America. Oh, yeah. Captain America. You've got to go with Captain America. Yeah. All right, so catchers. Oh, man, this is a tough call. All three are all three are Hall of Famers, I believe. Well, no, not one of them. Okay. Uh, Gary Carter. Hall of Famer. You don't have him on the Hall of Fame star. Oh, my bad. Oh, misprint. Okay. You got a misprint card. Oh, no, yeah. Right. Uh, those are always fun. Gary Carter, which I love that picture, by the way. Uh, Mike Piazza and John Stearns. Uh, I got to go with Piazza. I think, I mean, it's tough, man. Carter's the defensive. I got to go with Piazza. If the Royals do running, go Gary Carter. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the outfield, Tommy Agee, Carlos Beltran, and Michael Conforto. And the next page also. All right. And then the other ones are Cleon Jones. Oh, love that card. Lee Mazzilli, Kevin McReynolds, Moogie Wilson, Ron Swoboda, and Daryl Strawberry. Who's your starting outfield for the Mets? I've got to go with McReynolds, Strawberry, and Cleon Jones. Oh, man. I'm different than you, buddy. I got Daryl Strawberry, obviously. Um, I'm going to go Carlos Beltran. Like Beltran. And like then, him. And left field. Man, I might just is Mookie a S five. Mookie is a S. I might go Mookie, man. Mookie's good. And like I think this team has a really good interchangeable outfield. Yeah, that's it's a really fun team. It's a good team. Yeah. Now that this is the strength. All right. So the strength is the pitching. All right. So here we go. Uh, starters, you got David Cohn, Sid Fernandez, Ron Darling, Jacob Degrom, Dwight Gooden. Jerry Kuzman, Al Leiter, John Matlack, and Tom Seaver. And if I'm going to open it One, up, two, three. I'm going to open it up with Seaver, Mr. Seaver. Then I'm going to go with DeGrom in number two. And then number three, Dr. K. All right. I'm going to switch it up on you. You're going to open here, with DeGrom. Here, I'm going to open with DeGrom, and here's why. 
because you want to give – well, I don't know. Do you realize that Mets fans right now, because you didn't go with Seaver, <laughs> are basically throwing their cars upside down? Okay, but is, is game one or game two the bigger game? Game two, that's why DeGrom's there. I got Seaver in game one. Game two is the bigger game. So you go Doc Gooden. I love three. Doc Gooden. Sid Fernandez is almost there, but I really like Doc I Gooden. I think I would go if we're only doing a three game series. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go two three inning guys guys on you. I'm okay, gonna, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not a not start Gooden. I would actually start Sid Fernandez. I like the Sid card. And then it's I would, evil. Then I would go into the other starters, such as Cone and Darling and Gooden. I would actually go inning to inning or every, give them every two innings or whatnot, or maybe save one of them for late game. Because your bullpen, you got John Franco, Tug McGraw, Jesse Orozco. So you got three lefties in the bullpen. Yeah. And they're all pluses. And so you can get a left-handed batter out when you need it. Right. right. And most of the big boys are left. And so your, your bullpen guys are going to only get to come in for maybe an inning, maybe a couple batters. There that, you go. That's what I'm seeing. There you go. Especially if it's a three game series. So the Mets look pretty strong. Um, not a lot of base running. That's why I think I might go Mookie Wilson. I gotcha. Um, they're going to rely on the Earl Weaver strategy, man. They're, they want to go station to station and then bop a home run on you. And then hopefully that Tom Seaver and Jacob DeGrom won't give up maybe one or two runs for six. The Seaver card is ridiculous. I love that Seaver yeah. card. Seaver's it's too awful good. good. Like Seaver's Seaver's exceptional. There so, you go. So that's our strategy for the Mets. So like you're saying, you'd go Seaver to Grom. I would and then, say and I'm, I'm saying I'm the, saying to Grom Seaver. Okay, and that's up to them, you know. Yeah. And and you're gonna play this. Yeah. You're gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. Yeah. You're gonna play it your way. You're gonna play it. I'm gonna play mine my way. You're gonna play it now. Oh, we forgot to tell you this. We are gonna allow you to turn in one result. If you play solo, if you play against somebody else by phone, by Zoom, in person, you can also turn in that result. So if Gentry and I decide to play each other, we're going to turn in that result too. But I'm going to play it solo and I'm starting off the way that I said. Okay. And you're going to play yours. And that's the beauty of this. Yeah. As I've told, um, uh, who did I talk to today? Uh, Kyle Weiser said, uh, Dennis, uh, you got you left this guy, you left this guy, you left this guy out. And I said, this is not to end the discussion. It's merely to begin the discussion. You mean for the players you said he left yes. out? Yeah, I, I've gotten on yes. to you multiple times. But hey, this. that's what this is. These all-time teams when are you ha- chosen by me or by Gentry. Right. And that's our choice. You can add to players that you want when you're doing it, but during the tournaments, this is what we're using. Okay. You can agree, you can disagree, but that's the beauty of baseball. Who is the real home run king? Well, can I add on to that? So as far as the all-time teams go, and this is future, because a lot of people are like, well, why is this guy on here? Here's how we make our decisions. I look at it, I kind of look at it differently than Cincinnati Dennis does. Sometimes he'll be like, hey, this guy pitched a no-hitter for this team, a Cy Young Award, and only pitched two seasons, but he'll still put him on the team because he was a significant player. I'm more of a longevity thing or I'm like, Hey, who has more war on this team per position? Like that's like, that's my eyes. That's how I view it. That's right? the beauty of the game. Right. And so the like beauty of the game, you're so, going to tell me Tom Seaver doesn't belong on the reds. Right. So the, 
Well, at this point, maybe I don't. I guess he does because how many other significant red starters pitchers are there? That it's would not be just better that. Than Tom it's not just that though. He won like ninety games. Now, for him. that's true. But like, like the way the the teams that are coming, and we'll out, get to the Reds one right, of these days. The teams that are coming out more recently now, um, such as we did the Astros and the Royals and the Mets and that type of stuff. I was like, I was choosing those rosters. The first fifteen or sixteen or so, Cincinnati Dennis actually was the one that finalized those rosters. And when he made the Yankees right. rosters, I was up in arms about having, not having Robinson Cano as a second baseman. Correct. He yeah. said that he should have been there instead of Joe Gordon. Yeah. So, I mean, even though I love Joe Gordon, but I was like, Cano is... Even fun. though Joe Gordon beat Ted Williams out for the MVP in a triple crown year... I blame the writers. We still <laughs> we still should put Robinson, I do steroids, Cano he, on the team. Oh, come on. That's a low blow. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think he's a better player than Joe Gordon. Okay. Well that's to, that's fair. They're and both, that's that's the they're whole bo- that's, but they're both plus one. They're, isn't they're, beautiful? they're a similar card. Basically. That's the beauty of what we do. Yeah. And the beauty of the all time teams is they're my idea. Yeah. All right. So this is here's what we're saying. Uh Reds no, sorry, Mets rotation, basically your first two pitchers, like more than likely are probably gonna be Seaver and DeGrom, right? There you go. Vice versa. Third, you either go Dot Gooden or you go David Cohn or you go Sid Fernandez. Like my advice on that game three, like you, like if it comes down to the wire, like the Mets got to be in it to win it. So that third starter, whoever's your game one starter, is probably coming in for an inning. And okay, and and you got and this is where we have and to I'm establish good with this. That. And so like if if like I started Degrom game one, I can't bring him in for like six or seven innings. No, in game three. here is a great house rule for you guys to use. Yeah. Let me explain about using pitchers on consecutive days, bullpen or starters, whatever. Take their number of pips that you're going to begin with. If you have a reliever that's going to come in on a second day, subtract two pips. If it's a starter and he has pitched a game, starting a game, and he's going to come in at another day, subtract four pips off of him for each day that he doesn't get his five days rest. See, I would just say maximize the amount of innings that they can do. Like, so I would say like on a starter pitcher trying to throw in that third game, I would just say you can't throw him more than one inning. See, it would be so great if you bring in, okay, check this out and see how this would work. I have Jacob deGrom, who's an S6 plus four. He's got 10 pips and I bring him in to pitch on day three. He's supposed to have five days, five days in between. I'm going to penalize him because he's a reliever coming in two pips per day. So he's going to lose four pips coming in on day three per day per day. Oh, okay. So he's down eight pips out of his 10. He comes in, he's got two pips. I see what you're saying here, but you're going to do that same for the relievers though. The relievers lose two pips for each consecutive day. So like mm. if they pitch one day and they're an R1 plus four, they have five pips. If they pitch the second day, they're an R1 plus four, but they only get three pips. If they pitch the third day, but they still get their pluses. They still get their pluses. Gotcha. If they're pitching the third day, it's an R1 plus four, which is five, but they lose it all. They have one pip. So that means one hit. He's tired. That's actually pretty realistic. I love the way that came out, and I and it and it was a brainstorm that I just I woke up one day and said this is perfect 
for World now, Series play. I, yeah, it is because we didn't know what to needs, do. It needs to be tested though. Before like before you jump into that, like I think you need. And to that's play. what that's what yeah, we're working yeah, on that, here. There you go. And you guys are welcome to use that. Let's talk about the Royals. Okay, so their appoint, opponent is the all-time Kansas City Royals, which is a newer all-time team that we just made about a couple months ago. Maybe yes, and don't have near as much history as the Mets. They're, they're, they they're lost cl- about ten years. But the Mets were sixty-two, and the, when the Royals when the Royals come up, sixty-nine, I believe. So seven years difference. Yes. Yeah. All right. But first they, base, but they both won the same amount of World Series. They correct? sure did. Two, <laughs> two apiece. First base for the all-time Royals, we have Hosmer, Mayberry, and Sweeney. Mm, that's tough, man. Is Sweeney a plus one? I bet he is. I would go Mayberry. He is. I would go Mayberry or Sweeney. But Hosmer is your left. It, Lefty Hos- off the bench if I need him. Yeah, yeah. I like Mayberry too. I like the card. I just think he's a Mayberry a left hand hitter? Mayberry is a lefty. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you, you, you do righty lefty matchups on those two, I think. I like it. I yeah. like it. Okay, yeah. second base. Whit Merrifield, Cookie Rojas, and Frank White. By the way, Frank White's high stolen base, 74 stolen bases so for that dude. obviously, you go Frank White for, like, he's obviously the all-time, like, Royal second baseman. However. I really like Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield is a beast. And, and his card is... he a 55-plus or a 45-plus? I believe he's a 55-plus for Merrifield. He is a 45. Yeah, 45, just a 45? 45. Okay. Well, I... Merrifield or Frank White, I think this depends on your feeling, man. Frank like, White's a 33. Yeah, Merrifield's so good, though. I like, the the, I like the guy, and he's fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, shortstop, Alicides Escobar, Freddie Patek, and Toothpick UL Washington. Wow, they got some pickings on that, don't they? <laughs> they are weak at shortstop. They've never had a great shortstop. I'm taking Freddie Patek just because he was short. I'm probably going Escobar. That's fine. Yeah. Third base, obviously. George Brett, Mustakas, or Seitzer. You got to go Brett. He's the star of the team. Hold he on. Is Mr. Like, so they're backups here. Mustakas and Seitzer. Yes. You got it. Okay. Those are two very, import- very important guys on that team. Because here's the question. If you're playing, and we got to establish this, if we're playing DH, non-DH, are all games DH? Or if like you're playing a national That's up to you. See, That's I, up to you. Well, I'm, using, I'm using the DH. See, I'm using 2020 I th- rules. I think. I'm using 2020 rules. I, think, I like the DH. I think if it's a National League team, you don't, I think you need to go for the It's up to you. It's all up to you. It's up to you. I'm not setting that rule. That's all up to you. But but the thing with Seitzer and Mostakis, though, those are two guys off the bench that are very, very good to replace. Like, like you can go Brett DH. And then put Mustakas or Seitzer at third. Or, like those are good pinch hitters to have off the bench. Definitely. Right? Yeah. All right. Go to the catching. You got um, Mike McFarland, Sal Perez, and John Wathan. Mm. Probably Salvi Perez. No respins at all on any of those. But I do like Sal Perez. McFarland's a really good card, though. He is. I like Sal Perez. He's C44. Oh, Perez is a 44? Yeah. I'll probably go Salvi. I like him. Yeah. Outfield. We got a dupe. Carlos Beltran. Oh, that's right. And you can use him against oh, Carlos Beltran. Versus Beltran. Beltran. There yes. we go. That's the series right there. Low Kane, Lorenzo Kane, David DeJesus, Alex Gordon, Bo Jackson, Hal McRae, Amos Otis, Danny Tartable, and Willie Wilson. Who you got, Gentro? All right. So out of those three, I'm definitely going Carlos. Carlos is awesome. I'm sorry. Beltran's amazing. Uh, I'm probably going... Alex Gordon, 
and either him or Bo Jackson and left. And then uh, Danny Tartable. My three, Bo Jackson, just because I like Bo. Willie Wilson. Oh, yeah. I love Willie Wilson. yeah. And my third one is the greatest hitter the Royals ever had besides George Brett, Hal McRae. He can't play the outfield very well, can he? He was a great outfielder as a young guy. What's he on the card? He is a left field one-two. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna that's gonna hurt. The you. ball gets to hit the left field once a game. I don't care. I want offense in left field, and I like the Helmet Cray card. He's but got that, a, he's okay. got a double the size on Dallas. Those P ones in the outfield hurt you. Okay, like those they give up one or two runs a game if it goes out to him. I'm living with him. Okay, Helmet uh, Cray. No, that's that's their outfield's okay. It's like, all right. It's okay. These are expansion teams. You don't have a hundred years of history with these teams. No, I've made some expansion teams with amazing. I just got done making the Expos slash Nationals. That'll be out in July. Yes, that that outfield's amazing. The Royals is okay. Their offense, I'm going to say, not as good as the Mets. I'm giving the Mets the offense. Okay, pitching: Kevin Apier, Tom Gordon, Zach Greinke, Mark Gubaza, Kelvin Herrera, Greg Holland, Dennis Leonard, Jeff Montgomery. Dan Quisenberry, Brett Saberhagen, Joachim Soria, and Paul Splitorf. They have an amazing bullpen. They have a great bullpen. They have one tremendous starter in Saberhagen. That's, probably Saber- their, game, that's their game one starter. has to be. The Saberhagen card is an all-time card, and he is... The Saberhagen card is one of the top probably 50 pitching cards I've ever made. He is a great, great card. Yeah, I love he, had, he, he had his career kind of cut short a little bit, but the Saberhagen back in the day was just so darn good. I think I go Saberhagen, Grinky, and... Grinky's good too. He's an SX plus two. I like the Grinky card, and I, I think I got to go with Kevin Apier. Kevin, I mean, you can't... You can't really criticize Kevin Apier, man. And we got to watch him pitch what, okay, live. What about okay? What about Dennis Leonard or Kevin Apier? I go with Leonard. I mean Apier over Leonard. Gubaza's close. I go with Leonard. I mean Apier over Gubaza. I like that. But okay. their bullpen's stout. Okay, so here here's what I would do. Right, so game one, you go Saberhagen, you push him to his his limits yeah, as much as and you can get you, out of him. If you're playing the Mets, you know you got Seaver or Degrom, and you you throw out you throw out Saberhagen. And just hope that he gets lucky, that the offense gets lucky and beats them. And then game two, you said, who is your starter game two? My uh, game? Grink, Grinky? Grinky. Uh, so Grinky, same thing. Like, hopefully he has a good start. You kind of come back in. Game two plan, though, if you lose game one, here's what I would do. I would actually go opener with the Royals. Might be a good idea because their bullpen is so strong. So if, if, if I lose game one with the Royals, I would go opener. And I would open up with Quisenberry. The the Mets are a left-handed power team, man. Eh, I don't know. That's why I would open with Quisenberry. Because, like, Quisenberry is going to give me two strong innings. And then I can start throwing in those S6 guys in the middle of the game or throwing an R1 every now and then. Because the guy that I think that might be closing for them is Kelvin Herrera. Kelvin Herrera is a great like, card. If yeah. you haven't seen this card, you guys need. This and then, set and of jo- cards and is amazing. Joakim Soria. Yeah. Yeah. Like those two guys are phenomenally good. So, guys, there you have the rundown of the Royals and the Mets. Those two sets of cards until the 1st of July are still $8. You can pick those up by getting a hold of us at Star Power Cast, Star Power Baseball. Get a hold of me at WarhammerWorld at Hotmail.com. Those sets of cards are $8. But Gentry, what happens on the 1st of July? 
the prices go up. The prices go up, guys. And this is something we've been fighting, and, I, and I'm sucking it up now until the first, but the price of paper has almost doubled in the past month and a half. Yeah, I was saying to Cincinnati Dennis the other day, like I went to go try to find a binder, and uh, like a two-inch binder. And I looked at a, a local office supply store, and it was almost ten dollars for a two inch binder. Right. It's it's all it's all everything has increased in price. We're gonna try to hold the line as much as we can. All the sets of thirty six cards starting July one are going to twelve dollars, and I, and that'll include postage. So don't yeah. let that bother you. Yeah. Even though postage is supposed to go up on July the first. Yeah. So we apologize for the price increase, but it's one of those things like uh, you can't lose money and. Uh, uh, you got to kind of funnel your costs where they need to go. So right. we, we apologize for that, but that's the way it's got to be. So all yeah. of our sets of 36 cards are going to $12. That's yep. your all-time teams and your sets one through five in your dead ball, one through six in right. your live ball, but et cetera. In Those response are all going to, that, to $12. In response to that, we're also making some 12 card sets. Like that's every set that right. comes out. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got two more 36 card sets coming out in the regular, um, set for the free agent set. I have two more sets coming out, 36. After that, everything comes out in 12s. Yeah. And our 12-card sets, just like our brand-new Negro League sets that have just come out, those sets are five bucks. Yeah, and but we're, what we're doing with those, though, is we're making sure that those are going to be a playable team that you can use. Correct. So if you spend five bucks you can actually get a team that you can just put down and spin a game with. They'll have one position player for each position as well as an additional offensive player. For DH. For DH and then three pitchers. Yeah. And and we figured that would be best. And we're going to kind of release them in duos, right? So Trying like, to. Yeah, That's what I want to yeah, do. So if we release it, like how I'm, we're releasing the Negro League sets is we'll release two sets at a time. To where if you buy both of them, then you can combine one of them. Which is what we did on Facebook Live. Right. You can combine one of them for a 24-person team. And it was an amazing yeah. game. And with the Negro lead sets coming out, what what we're doing here is we're putting a Hall of Famer or two in each set and then finding some other really great filler players to kind of go in with that. So Speaking of the brand new, oh, we got another thing. The greatest teams, the single season sets yeah. are going to $8. No matter which team it is, they go to $8. Yeah. Okay. Uh, could be they, they might even have 24 players or 31 players. doesn't matter. They're 8 bucks, and that includes shipping. The greatest players in their greatest seasons are still $5. They're not changing that price. Yeah. Okay, but all these include shipping. For those of you that want to know, the baseball card holders went up in price uh, slightly mainly because shipping went up to like 12 bucks on those things. So they went up in price. The baseball games, the star power baseball game is not going to see a price increase. Good. We are holding the line on that shipping include shipping, not included because it's $15 to ship at $99. There you go. The star power baseball game is still $99. We're going to hold the line on that. Just because I'm going to do it. If I lose a little money, I don't care on that. I want the game in your paws out there. I want you to have it. Speaking of the brand new sets. All right. So we're going to wind down things here a little bit. And we told you that at the end, we're going to do a special giveaway here, right? And we're going to start with a brand new set that will be released in the next 10 days. All right. What do we got? Steroid era set. 12 players. 
steroid era set number two. Okay, I get to see who's in this. Gentry ha- right. Gentry's supposed to have his sets in the mail, yeah. and they haven't come yet. Do I, I mailed them say, out on Wednesday. Do I get to say who's in this? Or should I? Yes, okay. you can. All right, so. This th- is the players that are going to be out there starting July 1. This is a $5 set of cards. All right, so steroid set two has players such as Arkansas born. Tory Hunter. By the way, they're in the. They should be in the order first, second. Uh, the, All right, uh, whatever. Maglio Ordonez, Juan Pierre, Brad Lidge, Jamie Moyer, Don Trout Willis, Ryan Klesko, Jose Vidro, Derek Jeter, Robin Ventura, Jorge Posada, and Jason Bay. Now those are some. That's a really good twelve card set. Right that's there. twelve cards for five bucks. All right. So this set these here, are lifetime cards with pictures right, on the front. Right. So the set. This set here, like we're gonna give a winner to this set, and the winner of this set. This set, we have a winner. We what we did was we took all of our uh, mailing addresses, and we put them in a little hopper, spun it up, and we drew out Laura. Blackwell. All right, Laura Blackwell. Laura Blackwell wins set number two of the steroid era. All right, congratulations, Laura. You are the winner of set two of the steroid set era. Uh, set two. You get twelve free cards courtesy of Star Power Baseball. And by the way, these are not your normal everyday cards. No, they're glossy. They're glossy on photo thick paper. These would, if you want to buy these, I really don't like selling them because it's a lot of work. But if you want to buy your sets on photo quality paper, double the price. All right, let me see set. We got set, set one. number three. Set number three of the steroid oh, era. Me. Set number one's already been released. It's a oh, thirty-six gotcha. card set. Gotcha. Okay. But this is set number three of Ooh. the steroid era. All right, so set number three contains players such as Carlos Lee, Fred McGriff, Mickey Morandini, and I would just love the name. Yeah, you gotta love Cal it. Cal Ripken Jr. Matt Williams, Benito Santiago, Troy Percival, Andy Pettit, Carlos Zambrano, Vernon Wells, Roberto Kelly, and Barry Bonds. So tell me that's not an amazing set Barry, of cards you get right a Barry there. Bonds card. Well, so, you get a Barry Bonds card and you get a Hall of Famer on the other side. That's true. You get Cal Ripken Cal Jr. Ripken Jr. Actually, Cal Ripken Jr. is one of the best cards in the game because yes, of his he cost, is. cost value. And third and third and short at yep. a high level for both. Yep. All right, so the winner of set number three. The winner of set number three is Michael Swanson out of Maplewood, Minnesota. All right, congratulations, Michael. Michael Swanson, you have won set number three of the steroid era from Star Power Baseball. Once again, not on normal stock. It's on photo quality, heavy-duty, thick, glossy paper. And it's a privilege to be able to send these cards out to you guys. Yeah, and we'll send them out this week, and hopefully you get them by the end of the week or the beginning of next week, and uh, enjoy your new team that you got there, and play a game with them, spin a game. Hey, I gotta just, I just gotta say Happy Father's Day to all you people out there, and to all of you whose fathers are no longer with us. They are. Just remember that. Remember them in your hearts. Remember them in your prayers. Remember your father on Father's Day. And remember, what's the phrase? Dice are or nice, <laughs> but the spin, spin is, is in. in. That's that's so good. Thanks, Gabriel. Thank you.